<laughs> Hello and welcome to the We Only Do One Take podcast. It's the only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I am Turch, and with me in studio is my co-host, my CEO, and the next Walter Way Williams Jr. Who, who the fuck is that? He's currently the greatest bowler, like, you know, 10-pin bowler in the world. All oh, right, <laughs> Kieran... <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, I'm doing really good. I wasn't. I was like, I was going, wait, who is this person? I don't know, and, and what level of insult is this? Yeah, you know? no, it's a good, a good insult. That's funny a, insult. We we did go ten pin bowling not too long ago. We did, and I kicked and, your and ass. And you bloody killed it. Oh. I don't even. <laughs> I didn't realize. Is that the only thing you can do in in, in Ballarat? Just ten pin bowling. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing else. Just ten pin bowling. Now, do you know what it is? I could, right. Yeah, yeah. I visualized. I speak to the ball. Before I bowl it, right? And then, you know, you know, on the bowling lane, there's actually dots yeah. and arrows. Yeah. And so you try and line it up with the yeah, yeah, with yeah. the arrow and you don't want it straight on. You want it coming on just a little bit of the side and you get a strike. There you go. Yeah. Professional bowling tips from the We Only Do One Day podcast. I was very impressed at your, at your bowling technique. Three strikes in a row. In, I know. You turkeyed. That's yeah. what's a turkey right there. You know, I was more impressed... As my, I was very impressed with your bowling skills. Thank you. Um, with obviously your bowling name, which is Frank. Yeah. But I was more impressed at how packed. We just thought, you know what? Bunch of guys going bowling on a this, Friday night. On a Friday night, we had nothing else to do, and then go get some drinks in a how, crappy suburb. Cra- off suburb. How many? How busy can it be? I went to book it, and the only time we could start bowling was nine thirty <laughs> at night. I, I know. <laughs> And I was and I was like, fuck! Maybe I should own a bowling alley. I know it was it was pumping. It, it was just jumping, and it was like twenty bucks, and we had like a, a good hours fun. And it was league night that and night. It was as league now. night that night as well. Putting it out there, we did do we didn't do league level of bowling, no. but we did beat the kids who were in the next two lanes. Which I was over. very proud of. Very proud of. Very what? very. Some they've got to learn how to lose. They're going to learn how to lose. That's for Speaking of losing. Yes. Let's do a weight loss challenge update. How about that? Thank you. Very important. So, again, Kieran is, well, about to finish the light and easy for a little bit. That's coming up. Yeah, I've decided I need to change it up a little um, because I miss cooking. Um, But coming in at the loss of 4.5 kilograms. That's amazing. I've got to start wearing a belt. That's great. Um... And I feel like I've lost it around the stomach region. I've got to admit, I'm I'm very much the same. Again, I'm doing the keto diet. So just limiting the amount of carbohydrates I intake as much as I can. And I've lost a whopping 8.4 kilos. We've still got three weeks left, we've still got, we? Yeah, so this is our episode 63. So another two weeks at least. Two weeks at least, yeah. And so we've got so plenty I'm of hoping time. you plateau. I think I've because I had a plateaued. little bit of a I had a little bit of a plateau, so I'm expecting bigger drops this week. Good, good. I uh, see. So I think I've definitely plateaued recently because um, like the first one was huge weight mm. loss. It was like four kilos or something stupid like that, and the next one was about two or three. And now I'm up to uh, last one was like one one and a half or mm. so. Um, see, I'm going to try and really cut out because I didn't need to get carbs, but I'm yeah. kind of, I'm going to sort of go keto yeah, and yeah, really yeah. cut the carbs there you go. out. Yeah, the the um, carbs were really like were a big thing for me because you were saying like you had a beer and suddenly you felt bloated. Oh no, it was it was it was because I thought oh, I've been doing pretty well. I'm out with some people. Yeah, I might as well, you know, have a beer. I had two beers. That was it. And no, nah, I was oh. You know, I don't think not that. See, I love a beer. I really do. Mm. And I love the taste of it. That first taste of a beer that you have when you go out with your mates is, is the best taste in the world. It, we, I, I, don't get me wrong. It was fantastic. <laughs> but I don't think I could endure the bloatedness again. Yeah. I think I'm just going to stick to what we're having now. Lovely, uh, neat Jamison, which yeah. is comp- completely on the keto diet. And I could have this whenever I want and really enjoy myself. Yes. I think I might just do this from now on. So it's bloody brilliant. So, um, no, so going, the weight loss is going well. Um, uh, Very, very good. Except for the beers that I had. Yeah. But I went, fuck it. I really wanted, I really wanted beer and it tasted bloody amazing. I did have fried chicken, like fried, we're recording like on a Sunday. It's Mm. very rare that we do this, but I did have fried chicken on Sunday, a Saturday night. Cause like I need like that was my I thought you know what I've done so well let's do a cheat day, 
and I felt bloated afterwards. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> like, yeah. It was a really weird feeling. I really enjoyed the chicken. It was fantastic. But, like this Korean fried chicken, but the, the bloatedness afterwards but sort you, of... You know what I, I've realised as well? It's now been, what, three and a half weeks in this diet. Yeah. Not once have I gone through drive through That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've right. learned to cook And I would generally so go through drive through once a week. Yeah. Um... And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't gone through. Yeah. And I, I drive past, and it don't, doesn't even register at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, this is really good. I remember being on the road for work and thinking, oh, I'll just swing by Macca's, have a quick burger, some fries, and then get back on the road, like after getting some petrol or something like that. And now I, you know, I, I, luckily I haven't been on the road, mm. but now I'm just like, you know what? If I do go there, I'll probably just buy, I don't know, a salad or something else, just to sort of, you know. Like, to go to a Subway or something like that and get a salad instead. Yeah. Just a lot easier and get some chicken with it or something. So, we're really boring now. We're, I know, We're talking I know. about we're healthy talking food about, and, about and all that kind of crap. That. But that's okay, because I've got a... I had this really... F- we've been losing weight and we've been doing, like, really, really well and pushing ourselves. And I think, like, I think we're both over the competition aspect of the, of the challenge. Mm. But we're just enjoying, like, the little bit of competition has helped us like actually go through with it. Yeah. And I think like the initial like two to three weeks, like that's what we're up to now. I'm definitely over that food slump, if that yeah. makes sense, of of I've been dieting and I'm not... Not doing anything. It's uh, not no, losing no. weight or... No, like, no, no, sorry. The motivation yeah. to keep going. No, motivation's fine. It's there. It's not the slump, but it's the... It's the I'm not food oriented, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting my portions incorrectly. How are you going to ever review a film again? <laughs> um, like, yeah, it's fascinating, and and just consciously, like, I turned down, um, I turned down a bit of. Someone offered me a bit of like cake this afternoon. Yeah, and I immediately thought, nah. immediately thought, like, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, yeah it, it's different, definitely a different mindset. But we've been doing really well, and we're sort of over that hump. And we're, like I said, you've lost about four, four, five kilos now. You four said. And a half. You know, I'm on about eight, eight and a half and something like that. And I found this article and I thought you would find this interesting. Do you know who Samantha Armitage is? No. She was a uh, host like for one of those morning shows, I believe. Okay. This and that. And I'm just going to pull it up here. Alright. So Samantha. Samantha Armitage. She, look, she's not, not, not anyone uh, too, too famous, but she's like, you know, a host in this, in the, in Australia, some crappy TV show and this and that. But uh, apparently she put on some weight, and now she um she's decided that yeah I'm gonna lose it, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was the article headline: Sunrise host Samantha Armitage reveals 10 kilo weight loss. I thought, oh great, maybe if I read this article, maybe I can add something else to my regiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see what I do. So this was the next headline. Samantha, uh, Sunrise host Samantha Armitage looks healthy and happy after shedding an incredible 10 kilos in just four months. Here's how she did it. And I went, four months? Hmm. It's been three and a half weeks for this guy. Uh-huh. And I've lost eight and a half. You've been also three, three weeks, three and a half, yeah. three weeks, because you've been a bit less than me. Four and a half. Four and a half. We're beating this woman. Yeah. Quite considerably. And uh, then she goes, then the article says, Sunrise host Samantha Armitage said she never set out to lose weight. And I went, okay, something, this is a real shit story. Who's writing this crap? <laughs> but after adopting a healthier lifestyle as part of her, as her new role as a weight, wasp, a weight watch ambassador, she's lost an, an incredible 10 kilos and feels absolutely fantastic. So, okay, so they get this fat broad who's on TV, famous person, Goes, hey, being an ambassador for Weight Watchers gives her all the training, all the necessities, and that. And after four months as a Weight Watch ambassador, she's like, I feel amazing from losing 10 kilos. If this is not the biggest piece of garbage of news, celebrity endorsement, and crappy marketing that I've ever seen, like, if, I, if that, someone said to me, in four months on Weight Watchers, you'll lose 10 kilos, I'd be like, you know what? You can go fuck yourself. That's like two and a half kilos a month. That's nothing. They're, they're, like from weighing to weighing each week, you would lose like fifty, like four hundred grams. Yeah. Uh, how is that motivational? <laughs> that's that's it, disgusting. Well, they say don't lose weight too quickly. Well, that's but, true. Um, but my God, yes. 
No, um, that's, that's so that's Weight Watchers basically paying. Yes, for, for this article to be written, and it's written really crappily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> She's like, oh, I've got so much more energy around that. It's like, okay, this is what she stated. This is her words. And I'm going to put that in, you know, in quotes. It's not just about losing weight. It's a holistic approach to life and about maintaining weight, which is the hardest thing for me to do as a shift worker. Now, Samantha Armitage, a host on Sunrise, which is very scheduled every day. Yeah. Between, you know, like... Five o'clock and nine o'clock. She's probably up at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, but you know what? Is that shift work if it's consistent? Shift work is no shift. No. <laughs> if I, you then go, hey, you're working every day from midnight to eight o'clock for the rest of your career in this role. Is that a shift or is that just your hours? See, I thought shift work more or less was uh, eight pm to six am. Yeah, because you're not getting. It's it's basically saying you're not getting sleep. You're not sleeping. Yeah. When the average person is sleeping. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's why it's that's why that is called a shift work. I thought shift work pronounced like it was like okay, there's like three shift like you know three like police officers or ambulance mm. workers for instance. Great thing they got shift work because they do like there's like three eight hour shifts in a day. Yeah. And you can start like you know one week you might do this kind of shift and then you have like two days off and then you have like another week of. These type yeah. of shifts where, you know, you could be doing afternoon shifts starting at like four o'clock or you could do like you know, the midnight run and start at midnight. But that allows you like two days to sort of shift your mm. your calendar. That for me is shift work. But if you're just doing the same hours every day, I don't think you can classify that as shift work. Yeah. But I mean, the whole idea, between I think it's, I think between eight and six, I think it depends on different organizations, what they call shift work, yeah. right? It sounds, it sounds like so, bullshit. So, so you know you're what? not, you're not getting, you're not getting the, the required sleep, but, but most of, most of when we, I think when we, that's right, when we talk about shift work is, is like nurses who do all of a sudden, they're doing like a 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. shift, but then they've got to start work at 7 a.m. the next day. Mm. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't think you can count a television presenter as, as doing shift work. It's pretty set hours. It's pretty just set hours, early. hours. But do you have a rant? Uh, no, no. I, I do don't. have a rant. I don't. I've got a few like crap rants today, so I might just sparsely do them through the episode. Okay. Um, so, like I said, I've been driving around the state quite a bit. And like in the last month, two months, I've done like 2,000. Two and a half thousand Ks for work, which is, you know, that's a fair bit of bit of driving and meeting and uh, eating shitty food on the road back in the day. But I've been really good recently, so it's it's been good like that. But a lot of Ks. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, we're, I'm driving, and you've been you've been doing a lot of kilometers driving back from Melbourne to Ballarat. Mm. And you always think to yourself, geez, yeah, I wish the freeways I could go faster. Like, there's no one here really. Um, I could definitely do like sort of 100. Or 110, I can go like... Well, I'm the same at... 130, at, 150, I and I feel very comfortable. Nighttime and there's definitely no cars on the road. Yes. Absolutely. It's the same sort of thing. It's like, during the peak hour, I go, yep, great, 50Ks an hour. I'm absolutely keen. 50Ks or 60Ks. Even that, I'm a bit, like, sceptical. I think, like, 40Ks around schools or... They're doing 30Ks in the city coming up, mm-hmm. which like, down Flinders Street and all those sort of streets like that. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be... Not that you could do more than 30 Ks anyway, 30 kilometers per hour anyway, but, you know, having the sign there, just, is that mental thing? Mm. So I'm like, okay, I know that, like, we just had the election results as well. We'll talk about those later on. But one of the things the Liberal Democrats, uh, they're a political party here, and they're a very small, like, you know, uh, minority party here. But one of the things that they were pushing was the, the road from Sydney to Melbourne, or Melbourne to Sydney, whichever yeah. way, uh, they wanted to increase the speed limit from 110 or something to 150. Right, okay. And their thinking is, well, most people, you know, can comfortably do that. You don't have to do the speed limit. That's the maximum you can do. Yeah. So if you want to do 120, people can still go around you because it's two lanes. But by doing it 150, instead of driving for 500 or 600 minutes, you're driving for 450 minutes or something like that. Yeah, you I know, can't remember the cr- yeah. crack version or something. See, Northern Territory have uh, Labor government came in about ten years ago and changed this, but <laughs> you could drive at one hundred and thirty. Yeah, most of the the roads were one hundred and thirty, and then the real outback roads unclassified, go as yeah. fast as you want. Yeah, exactly. Now right. one hundred and thirty 
was fantastic. Of course. But that's the thing. So, th- like, that was one of the things they were pushing. And I did. I thought to myself, a lot of people aren't going to feel comfortable. But then I went to Germany, the autobahn, and people drive 200 k's an hour. Hmm. And I'm like, this is fantastic. You know. But then I thought to myself, why is it that we do have to do 100? Like, like it's a, like it's a good round number. I understand. Like, you know, it feels like a good number. Like, you say yeah. 100. Yes. 100, because it's big. It's like three digits. Or but why is that the number? And I, this is something I found out recently, and I watched this, something on this ages ago. But this, uh, so in America, and I'm guessing around the world, American speed limits are based on 1950s science. Okay. So I won't read the article. I won't read out the article to you. This now, it's a Vice article, and I really don't like Vice. But here's some things that I've sort of picked up from the article and a bit of other research. So. Back before, like, you know, when the first cars came out, they couldn't go very fast. They had very bad stopping ability. They had very bad, you know, no seat belts. They had no uh, shock absorption, this and that. And as time goes on... Cars get better and better and better. The yeah. cars get better and better. And so at the 1950s, they said, no, no, we actually need some... What what a standard car that people are buying, because cars were starting to take up more of the road spaces and that. What the standards are, are what their abilities are to stop how fast they can go safely on different terrains and this and that. And that's how we'll set the baseline for our uh, speed limits and road signs and this and that. Perfect sense. And since the 1950s, the speed limits... Haven't been adjusted. Nothing has been adjusted for the advancements in technology. So back in the day, like they always talk about the uh, stopping distance. Perfect example. A car back in the day at 100 k's an hour took like, I think like 30 meters or something like that. Whereas now, like an average car at 100 k's in 10 to 15 meters can actually stop. So if you were to try to match the current like speed limit distance, like mm. you know, a stopping distance at a, from an old car, you might have to go 150 k's to have a stopping distance of 30. But at 100, it's only like 10 or 15 metres. I, I hear what you're saying. So you're saying we should drive faster. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It should The science behind why we have these speed limits. Like, okay, back in the 1950s. I, I know what you're doing here, yeah. Church. You're going to run for the next election. I think so. You're starting your pre-campaign. I would love to run. I have so many good ideas. Do you reckon you'd get in? I can only try. <laughs> I mean, you know, right now I, I should run for the uh, Labour Party <laughs> head because they have no chance of winning with all the people that they're going to be choosing. I'm almost thinking maybe I should join the Labour Party. Uh, sorry, no, I should join the Liberal Party because yeah. I'm like four or five cycles and then they're going to be out, out, for t- yeah. out for two terms. And I'm like, all I want to be is on the back bench. Yes. So maybe <laughs> now I join, start the mingling, mingling and the networking and then get a safe seat and yeah. then join and become on the back bench. <laughs> Do my two terms and then retire with the pension. Sounds it sounds good. like a great plan. It sounds not too bad at all. That sounds fantastic. Um, not surprised the Labor government won. Well, do you want to talk about the election? Yeah, let's talk about oh, the election. Okay. I, know, I know by the time this comes out, everyone's over it. It's very true. But look, if uh, people in America, everyone else that's listening, because we've got a lot of lovely, we've got a lot of lovely fans out there from all parts of the world. But uh, we have two big parties in Australia. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. Two big parties. One is called the Labour government, which is... The Democrats. Well, see, and, and, and maybe we have... For, for simplistic, simplistic sake. Simplistic sake. Because I think our Liberal Party is probably more like the Democrats. Yeah. So, the Labour Party is what you would consider the American Democrats, and, the Repu- and our Liberal Party is what you would consider the Republicans. Yeah. Now, for all intensive purposes, if you were to map out their policies... You would see that the Labour government is probably middle left and the Liberal Party is centre left. <laughs> yeah. So what we <laughs> of really. Of the Democrats. Of the, yeah, yeah. So what we really have is basically two left wing parties, one more left wing than the other, and then a bunch of minority governments. So we've got the Green Party, who's. So far left, they might as well be socialists. And then we have the Socialist Party, which I'm sure... Is no, even further left. Which is 
ridiculous. Um, and then we sort of have like the Liberal Democrats, which is a little bit more on the right. Then we have One Nation, which is basically right wing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Fraser Anning's party and, you know. The, the, the One Nation did say they were to the left of Fraser Anning. Yes, yes, that's very true. And uh, then we got Clive Palmer's party. Where the fuck does he sit? Um, more centre than yeah. anything else. But he just doesn't give a shit, does he? Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he doesn't he's give got a, so much money, he doesn't he care. Spends, he spent so much money to not get any any seats yeah. in our Senate. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite incredible. Uh, but the Liberal Party... Okay, so the Labour Party were... It was stated that the Labour Party... People could not eat. lose the election. That was from Victoria. Yes. So Victorians were saying... Yes. The Labour Party's going to win. Yes. That was a very... Victor- Victorians are very Labour Party state. Well, and Greens almost. Yeah. You know? Like, it's a very... It's a very... Um, it's a, Yeah. Like, so... That, that doesn't surprise me. But I think I told you, last year, I was up in Queensland. I was up in North Queensland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, where this so-called Adani mine... Um, there's big controversy yeah. about this mine, which is which is hilarious because 30 kilometers next to a Darning mine, the Chinese want to build a mine that's three times bigger. Yeah. No one's talking about that. No one's protesting about that. It's all about this Adani, uh, this Adani mine, and the people up in Queensland, we're going. We need jobs. Leave that un- mine alone. Our unemployment is too high. We want to work. Yeah. We need jobs, and. We don't have the luxury to think about the environment like you guys down south, right? And that was repeated again and again and again. And everyone I spoke to were just like, but we need jobs. We need to live. Yeah. And so I'm not surprised that the so-called marginal liberal seats swung to the to the liberal government right. who, are, who are going, we will provide the jobs yeah. for, that you need, right? And then number two, the Greens Party went... Up, brought all these people from down south oh, yes. up to Queensland to protest against the mine. And there's nothing worse than than doing that to Queenslanders and lecturing them and telling them what they should I, do. They will just they will just go against you. That was like that uh, vegan group, that vegan activist group, which were basically Green Labor yeah. Party members, and they went to farms around Australia and started protest and gave away people's addresses in a big map of all these farms that apparently, with no confirmation, were doing practices that weren't animal rights friendly or something like that, with no confirmation of them actually. Just accusations. Yeah. And people think to themselves, oh, why didn't you vote for these? It's like, well, they did the wrong thing. If this is what's going to happen yeah. if they're in, without them being in power... What's going to happen when they are in power? And I'm sure a lot of people said that. And so the Labor government after the election has turned around and said, no, but we were going to spend all this money to create all these jobs in North Queensland. And it was like, not once last year did I hear that message. No. And you can't do it two or three weeks before the election. No. Because they're not going to, they're very sceptical. They're not going to believe you. Of course they are. So you have to plant the seed a year and a half before. And so no one, no one knew about it. So, because, I mean, because that was it. If you could solve the job problem, you got voted in. Yeah. And, and the La- Liberal Party said, oh, we'll just keep the mine open and potentially open us up a second mine. And yeah. people are like, well, that's the job's done. That's my son's job done or yep. daughter's job done. Or in my the job. Yeah. Um, Tick box. Done. Vote. Done. Voted. And, you know, I, uh, one of those things was everyone... Western Australia. Same. The same. Same. Northern They're... Territory. Same. Actually, same. Northern Territory is Labor. Mainly Labor. Oh, you say that, but the... Okay, so one of the things was, I wanted to see what was, like, everyone was just blaming Queensland. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me have a look. And look, majority of, uh, of um, majority of Queensland, except for one bit, voted Liberal, basically. Yeah. Sydney was 50-50. Yeah. Melbourne was also 50-50. Mm-hmm. So Adelaide... Basically, 60-40 yeah. in the Labor's sort of thing. And then Western Australia, and even the Northern Territory, say more Labor. No, basically 50-50. Across the board. So we're talking about an election where people in Melbourne were going, no, the Labor will da- guaranteed to win. 
where the rest of the country was basically... Two seats. It was two seats either side. Liberal liberal government gained two seats. Labor government lost two seats. Yeah. That was the change across the country. Yeah. Which is fuck all. Yeah, nothing. It was bugger all. Um, and this is what I think. This is the important thing. Like the Liberal Party and the Labor Party, their policies are almost identical mm. for most things. Uh, but I look, I just don't like some of the taxation policies, and that's basically all I vote on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I still didn't even vote for the Liberal Party. It's just one of those things. Even though everyone thinks I did, I did not vote for the Liberal Party. It's the Liberal Democrats all the way because their tax plan is the best tax plan. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but. Labour ones was ridiculous, and I just couldn't, I, you know, I, I think I've told this story before, but I was f- talking to someone, um, you know, about this sort of stuff, and they have, both of them were talking at me, like how important it was to spend money on the environment, and the government needs to spend more money saving the environment, I'm like, great, um, well, we're not doing it now, um, one, the government can't run pro, pro, uh, projects at that level. Look at the NBN. Yeah. And two, uh, there's nothing stopping you from donating half your salary or an extra 15% of your salary to Green's causes. Why aren't you doing it? And suddenly, it's like, oh, because I don't want to. Well, <laughs> don't force me by making legislation to, to do so. so. But that's... Very interesting election results. I think the government's got a role in the environment, and I and I and I, I, think, and I think if you take, for instance, well, the, I think that take yeah, the Great Barrier Reef, yeah, right? Look, that's that's, a, different. that's that's an economic that can't we can't fuck up the Great Barrier Reef because that blows tourism up in North correct, Queensland, correct? Right, and the government has to have some level of intervention to protect that. No, but the intervention should be these are the rules that you have to abide by in regards to keeping it clean. It shouldn't be taxing more people. To do that sort of stuff. Oh, I don't care how it's done. I'm not. I'm not thinking that. But I'm like the government has has a role in that, and the same with like um, the 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 water and the the you know the infrastructure of water that gets yeah. into towns and making sure rivers of are, course, yeah. are healthy and however they do that, right? So they've got they've got a level. Like I'm I'm for the government and for the government working on the environment. Yeah. Um, because that helps everyone. Like you know, mm. we've got a healthy environment. We've got healthy people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was. I was not surprised at all that Labor did not get in. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I didn't put like ten thousand dollars on the like as a bet. Yeah. Because, look, I saw another article saying like right wing governments are winning over the world. And the people I spoke to as well, I think Liberal government did a very good job here. But it was interesting because the people I spoke to about number one franking credits, like older people. Sorry, older people. Don't actually understand it. They might have some freaking credits, but probably actually doesn't affect them because they don't. They get diddly squat, right? Yeah. But that was enough to scare them. Yeah, of what course. the Labor government was doing, and then the other people I was speaking to, who were going to try and get either they were renting or they were going to buy their first home, didn't want any changes to happen to negative gearings. They didn't want to. Pay no. More, didn't want to pay more rent. No. And um, or they were about to buy a house. Um, and the Labor's Labor's policies were going to fuck them. Of course. So I'm like, they might be saying they're Labor. But if you've got to pay a hundred dollars a week more in rent, that can affect you. Of course it can. So I, I didn't like I negative gear a property yeah. that I own, and people are like oh why like you know only rich people are negative gear. I'm like bitch, I'm not rich, but I negative gear because that's how I buy the property to for me to live in. <laughs> like it's a balancing act. It's an investment, just like you would invest in stock for a company that you want to see succeed. I've invested just in a property for myself my own company to succeed. And by doing this, I'm allowed to do it. It's a legal thing. It's all good. And franking credits just mean that people don't get double taxed on an investment that they've made. And you know what? If you're not getting double taxed on something and you're going to need it for your retirement instead of, you know, we're going to a... Well, from my understanding, and I could be wrong, but the companies are taxed. Yes. So there's already a tax. There's already a tax. This is what I mean, yeah. Because if you're... the, The company's getting taxed for doing it. And they claim that, which is great, and then giving it to you, then there's no issue. Yeah, because they're just you're doing your job. They're just being your representative for you. Hmm. You know, it's like your superannuation. Like you don't pay tax on your superannuation once you retire. You take it out earlier. You do, yeah. but afterwards, because the the company taking care of that money does all the tax stuff in behind before you. Yeah. 
you know, and it's very important for those franking credits not to be double taxed on your potential income for retirement because there's no government support now for retirement. That's mm. something that you that legislation is set up for your superannuation to go in and you take care of yourself and you help yourself out by doing this by working and you you know at twenty percent of your wage or is that ten percent of your wage goes to I think the they say you should be contributing eighteen percent. Yeah. Eighteen percent for you to be able to independently retire. Yeah, that's right. It just depends. Like, you know, you could do that or you can spend that money on in, on property or shares. It just depends where you want to invest yeah. it. it. Just depends on where that's that's all it is. But I'm very impressed. I read an article that uh, according to the Google statistics, mm. uh, the day of the election results, yeah, everyone, uh, more people search for New Zealand passports and migrating <laughs> to New Zealand more than ever. Just like what happened in America, where everyone was like, "Oh, I want to move to Canada," and this and that, and uh, and uh, Jacinta Arden is like, this is the one, yeah. Arden, whatever her name is, Jacinta something. Um, she's like the most trusted politician in Australia, and people <laughs> want her to be the. Um, the prime minister and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. So I look, I thought to myself, oh, okay, well they've done this research. They haven't sent me a link to the Google Analytics, and Google Analytics are like the easiest thing to do because you just go uh, Google Trends, yeah, and just type in what you want. And I literally copied like a few things, and the increase was like from ten searches to twelve searches. <laughs> <laughs> So they're like, oh, a 25, you know, 20% increase or something like that. Oh, wow. Which was nothing. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. You know, I'm sure more people searched it on Pornhub than it did on Google. On Google, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm sure I can find stats like that. But then I did some research into that Jacinta Argentin lady, whatever her name is. Yeah. And I found that, like, she basically got in on a minority government. And a lot of it, what she was saying was she doesn't want to take in any more immigrants. <laughs> oh, is that it? Yeah, like, and, th- and I thought to myself, I only saw this because, like, an article was talking about, like, you know, people trust her more than uh, the Australian government, people were migrating, and someone posted something about it, like, oh, I wonder how true this is, and the first thing I did was go to Wikipedia, and on Wikipedia it says, oh, she formed a minority government, and she said she wouldn't get in any more immigrants. I'm like, that's literally the Liberal Party <laughs> of Australia, that's, like, right wing, <laughs> But then again, she was a part of a socialist club back in the day as well, and I'm like, oh. I, I think the uh, I think the uh, ele- the next term of government here in Australia is going to be very boring because they can't kick out Scott Morrison as as prime minister nah. because I've got some thing is once they're elected they can't have that turmoil where we keep changing prime ministers. That's right. Um, so he's in. Well, they don't want to be like the Labor Party and, it- and have the same person get kicked out and then kick out the other person that kicked them, them out. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be very very boring. Church, I've got a good article here I was going to say, I've, t- I've talked way too much. You should talk now. What do you got there for me, mate? Are you a Game of Thrones fan? Because I believe it's just finished. It has just finished, and I have... I'm not proudly going to say this, but I've never watched a Game of Thrones. I never got interested. Uh-huh. Um, and I think because of that, I'm just called a happy, because it sounds like everyone hated the last season. Well, I'm not here to talk about the last season or okay, the last episode. Go. But I thought Game of Thrones and Pornhub. Let's see what we can find. Speaking of Pornhub results, <laughs> that was about time that we brought in some Pornhub. So Fantastic. Game so season th- 8 of Game of Thrones has, has just come and gone. Everyone hated it. Yeah. That was the consensus that I understood anyway. Whatever it was. Pornhub Insight statisticians found that traffic to the site was down 4.5% during the, the broadcast of episode 1 of the new season. So... Um, so episode one comes out, everyone, instead of going to Pornhub, is just watching Game of Thrones. Yep. That is the that is what the... Uh, well, oh. that's the idea of it anyway. Anyway, as the season continued, it dropped to 5.2% in a traffic drop. Yep. So 4.5 down to, to 5.2. And... Uh, and I can't... Because fu- I couldn't load the article. No! <laughs> no! And I was going to tell you the, the stats for the last episode... Apparently it was seven percent. That's that's a big drop in traffic. No, no, people tuned in for the HBO to, to you know. I heard like, I'm sure the Pornhub reviews would have gotten. I got to say, I should bring some in every so often. But Pornhub comments, like I'm subscribed to this thing on you on uh, Facebook called Pornhub comments, and if you're not, I, I suggest that you do. Yeah. Because people, whoever runs the pages goes to Pornhub, and instead of 
watching the videos reads the comments that people put and they are the nicest comments like you know youtube comment sections are fucking retarded yeah they're, they're fucking trolls reddit reddit ones are just as bad if not worse Pornhub's just like nice tits great story didn't really believe this part <laughs> or who is this lovely lady i would definitely come for her <laughs> or so you gotta read them they're like they're comedy comedy gold oh, um it's that but i can i you know but i heard that no one liked the final episode of Game of Thrones. Like, apparently it was just not up to anyone's standard, this and that. Well, I heard that the writers left. I heard that the writers are now doing surprised. Star Wars. So, yeah, they, so they actually right. finished, They actually finished like, a season too early or something like that. I wouldn't say And, like, half half of the season they just cut and just finished because they're now working on Star Wars. I wouldn't be, even be surprised. But everyone was like, yeah, it's just no good, the shit ending and this and that. And then there was a petition going around saying, you know, oh remake season eight a better way and i'm just thinking and everyone's like ah oh, you know don't tell us that we can write things better you know like we can write things better but no one will listen to us and this and that i'm like oh you guys are just you know what huge simpson fan here mm-hmm. and i could definitely write a better simpsons episode right now than any of the episodes after season 10 uh-huh yet i maybe complain about it on a podcast but i don't like science start a petition to say cancel season 11 onwards on the simpsons and allow me to rewrite it <laughs> you know go fuck yourselves yeah that's it here here go fuck yourselves <laughs> oh, i love Pornhub stats we should do we should do a, you should do that segment every so often oh it's great there are uh, just the statisticians and the data <laughs> that they have it's like the e-harmony data that i bought in not too long ago about uh women's preferences of men yeah <laughs> that's oh, great stats. it's just it's a oh. it's a great um that's just fantastic. Well, I'm going to do a bit of a rant. Um and it's also going to tie into flat earth news. <laughs> Excellent. Um so my rant is about people trying to get free money. Um and there's lots of ways. Look, free government money? No, not even free, okay, free government money if you can do it, go for it. But trying to get money out of other people that are just regular Joes, mm-hmm. I have a problem with. Fair enough. Because people are gullible. People are stupid. Like, look at all the baby boomers on Facebook. Like, you see a post that's like, hmm. oh, this is how many babies you'll have if you're born in this month. And people go, oh, I didn't have that many children. You know, like, that's a baby boomer post on one of those posts, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's lots of stupid people out there. Like, people still fall for the Nigerian prince scam on email. Like, that's a real thing that happens. Or, you won the lottery in Mexico. Send us your bank details and $200. Or the ATO scam. Or the ATO scam that happened in Australia. But, still happening. But I think, like, the millennial way of doing things mm. is starting a Kickstarter. Or starting an Indiegogo. Yeah. Or starting or starting a, a GoFundMe. GoFundMe, yeah. And GoFundMe seems to be the place... Where um, shit people go to get money for things that they definitely don't deserve money for. Or stuff that they should pay for themselves. And I had a bit of a look around. And some of the things that are definitely happening is like people trying to start a small business. I need money. Help me start my own small business. And it's like, no. No. Go get a loan. Like, you know, no. Or here's a good one. Uh, my car uh, got into an accident and I don't have insurance money. Well, or money or insurance to pay for the repair of my car. It's like, why should I pay? Why should I care about fixing your car if you didn't get insurance? That's your problem. I mean, I just paid my insurance this week and I fucking hated it. And I was like, ah, and paid. Yeah, paid. It's like, it's a shit. But you're like, you know what? In the worst case scenario. Which I have used it before exactly in the worst right. case scenario. And I'm like, I'm really glad that or, I paid know, for the insurance. Some other ones are, you have to move house unexpectedly or your laptop broke. That's a real one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't get it. Take responsibility. If you want something to happen, unless it's like, GoFundMe is like, hey, this person has cancer. Um, help support them. I understand that. Or yeah. like, uh, I know uh, this, this lawyer right now named Nick Rakita, he's helping um, a voiceover actor named uh, Vic Lasagna, something like that. Uh, he's currently being um, sued for sexual assault and this and that. And actually nothing's happened at all. 
but he doesn't have money to do so. So they've been talking on the live stream, this and that. And Nick, Nick, this lawyer, Nick set up this GoFundMe to said, hey, if you want to support this guy who's done the voice actor work for like some of the Dragon Ball Z characters and this and that, like a famous person, help him out. And fans have helped him out for this legal fee so he can continue to do great work. Perfect example of using a GoFundMe. Hmm. But let's go through some of the shit that I've found. Yeah. That's really ticked me off. Pay for my trip, my kid's trip to Disney World. So she wanted, this woman wanted £10,000 to to take her kids to Disney World, saying that they've never been, uh, the daughters have always wanted to go, um, you know, I'm not a bad person for setting this up, this and that, but she wanted $10,000 to fly her kids over to Disney World and take them to Disney World. Blasphemous. Can you, You're not getting my money. I'm not giving you, you my money. Can you imagine the audacity? It's like going, hey, look, you know, really want to go on holiday. Can you just give me like 10 grand? Like, oh, if everyone gives me like $2, <laughs> I can go on holiday. It's like, go fuck yourself. Uh, would you like to hear another one? <sighs> yes. This is, the, this is, this is like, I think this is the most egregious one. Um, This person wanted other people to pay for their wedding. So, they had this wedding, they paid for all this stuff, mm-hmm. and then they found that they were short money. Mm-hmm. They were short £4,500, which is about $8,000. Yeah. 8500 $8, Australian dollars. About 7000 Yeah. US. And they go, oh, instead of going, oh, maybe we'll take out a loan, or, you know, whatever you do. They asked for people to pay for the additional cost of their wedding on Kickstarter. I'm shaking my head, people. It's it's ridiculous, you know. Oh, you know, we're, we're so, shocked in this so, and that. This is what I don't. This is what I don't get right. Number one, don't use credit. Credit's bad. No, don't use credit. Number two, save up three to six months worth of income. That's right. For yeah. when shit hits the fan. Yes, and put it to a side. Put it aside. Don't touch it. That's right. You've got three to six months worth That's of right. income for if shit happens. Rainy day. Yep. You need it. exactly. You, you right. need a rainy day fund. After that, you have, should you should be going. If you haven't got a house, all right. Maybe maybe you don't want to. Maybe you don't want a house or anything like that. Maybe you're happy to rent, whatever. But get a down payment, and for an investment property or somewhere to live later on or whatever happens. Right. I'm at that stage. Yeah. I'm at that. You know, haven't got a house yet. Renting. Yeah. But you sa- can work it out. Yeah. I'm, it's a savings fund. It's, it's like yep. 50% of your... I've 100% said this on the podcast before. 50% of your salary goes to um, paying your mortgage. Yep. 30% is all your bills. Yep. Including, you know... And then 20% is going to your activities during the week and stuff like that, like outings and stuff like that. And whatever's left over, you just put it straight into the savings, you start again. Yep. Very easy for anyone to understand. And then once you've got a house... You try and pay off as much as you can. Exactly right. And no, you use the same methodology yep. because if that fifty percent you're saving. But I also say, I also should say, be, I also should say, be. but you might want to start diversifying and then start buying some shares or just a little bit. Yeah, but to, oh, of course, of course. But you know, it's a simple sort of thing. Like if fifty, like you know, if your repayment for your property over a month is two thousand dollars, but you know, fifty percent of your salary, you know, dual income, whatever yep. it is, is three thousand dollars, and that thousand dollars should go straight back onto the house. Mm. No worries. That <laughs> way, like, it just keeps paying it for itself. It's a very easy sort of methodology. Pay off so. the house as quickly as you can. Yeah. So here's a good one. So here's my news for the Flat Earth Society, and I think again, I'm going to try and keep. Are they, don't tell me they're crowdfunding. Well, they could have crowdfunding something. The rapper Bob is part of an entertainment crew that thinks the Earth is flat, so he's put out a campaign on GoFundMe. And since 2017, so it's a little bit old, but since 2017, he's raised about uh, ten, about nine thousand Australian dollars to fund uh, a campaign to send multiple satellites into space. Showing uh, he wants to raise up to a million dollars, by the way, mm-hmm. to show that the Earth is flat by sending up his own satellite into space. <laughs> so he's asked, he's trying to raise a million, and he's raised in from 2017. He's raised. 10, oh, you know, was it 
7,000 US. So a little bit off. Obviously, the flat not, earth. Not quite there yet. Obviously, the flat earth people really don't care for their cause. But, wow. uh, yeah, I'm very excited. So, the flat earth people, look, talk to Elon Musk. What can I say? Maybe he'll be able to help. Unfucking believable. Um, They're fun. Oh, but what are they going to do when they get the data that says the Earth's round? They're going to blame the instruments or something. Yeah, of course. Or... They should make their own instruments. <laughs> Whatever it is. Titch, I've got a very interesting research article here, which I'm actually quite surprised by the results. Yeah. Because I thought it would have been teachers. <laughs> Already this is funny. <laughs> anyway, what do you got for me? Um... British people get drunk more often than anyone else, survey finds. There you go. Um, on top of that, which profession gets drunk the most? Which profession? Yeah. Um, which is where I thought it would have been teachers. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, no, I'm just going to go your general office worker. Police. Police is the correct answer. Wow. Yeah, okay. Um, there was the 2019 Global Drug Survey published on Thursday, and revealed that British respondents get drunk more times per year than people from anywhere else. And I know you, Turch. You want to know the data size. Of course. 123,000 people, 814. That's uh, representative. More than representative. Yeah. Of more than 30 countries. um, And it found that, on average, uh, people got drunk 33 times in the previous 12 months. That's like once every, t- just over once every two weeks. UK respondents, 51 times. In a, in a year? <laughs> yeah. That's, well... One a week? You know what? I Australia came in at 47. 47? Mm-hmm. Jesus. That's not as good as I was expecting. You're expecting 52. Oh, 47 times in a year. Yeah. We got drunk. Oh, I, was, I thought you said like 47th ranked country. No, no, no. But the 30 countries you said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 47. Oh, that's not so, too bad off so the page. The that Brit- makes the, sense. The Brits are sober once a week. Yep. For the entire year. And then they're drunk every other weekend. Yep. We we about five weeks. Yeah. 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 You know, we must all do dry July or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Feb fast. Feb fast or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then on top of that, police are the drunkest out of them all. I would say so. I'd say they need it sort of as a coping mechanism, <laughs> coping I mechanism. guess. Yeah. Uh, the results also show that 30% of those who reported using cocaine said that the delivery took less than 30 minutes. Yeah. I would say you could probably get cocaine quicker than you could get an ambulance to come down or police <laughs> presence. I remember this... Um, remember the old show, Chasers War and Everything? Yeah. Classic show. Classic Australian show. But this guy, it was I think it was Chaz. Yeah. Went to a hospital and said, I need to see a doctor, like a public hospital. Uh-huh. I wanted to see a doctor. And, it, and they said, oh yeah, take a seat. This another doctor will be with you shortly. And in that time, he ordered a pizza, a one of those Gorilla Grams, mm-hmm. and something else. And they all came. Before the doctor? Before, like the pizza came in like 25, 30 minutes. Like it was from Domino's, but you know. The Gorilla Gram came in three hours. <laughs> And then the doctor, he saw the doctor in like four and a half or five hours. There's something in between as well. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm so glad I have private health insurance. <laughs> I can just straight in. I know I'm going to pay, mm-hmm. but God damn it, I get to see a doctor if I... And the private in. hospitals as well, ER, <sighs> if you need to be seen. Yeah, that's the way to go. Go in, go in there. Pay your money. Yeah. Pay your yep. money. Um, or, you know, have a serious medical condition and you get right into yeah, ER right. and the doctor yeah. will see you straight away. That's right. Have I ever told you the story about my broken leg? Uh, no. About my, my private public health insurance, uh, public hospital experience? Mm-hmm. So the first time I broke my leg, I didn't think I broke my leg because, you know, I was playing soccer, high on endorphins and all that sort of stuff and uh, broke my leg. I went back home and then... So I had not near to go to the hospital. So I went to the uh, emergency room at a, private, a public hospital. Oh, dear God. And I went there and said, hey, I've broken, like, basically broken my leg. One, I need painkillers. Two, I need to see a doctor and a surgeon to get this fixed up. And they said, yep, no worries. So we sat down and... Five hours later? Nine and a half hours later, mm-hmm. I f- was finally admitted and saw a doctor. And that was the first time that I got any qu- kind of painkillers. 
Yeah. And then they kept me on a very low to no food diet and no water because they uh, just basically an IV drip mm-hmm. because they wanted me to. They were like, "Oh, you're going to be in the surgery queue as long as nothing, no emergencies happen." And of course, after the second day, I had basically hadn't eaten. Yeah. And I was still getting bumped, and my mum, I couldn't talk. Like I would wake up. And they would go, oh, no, we're not ready for you. And I couldn't move because I hadn't eaten or done anything. I was just on painkillers. Yeah. Basically going back to sleep. And it was that point my mum came in. Just like my mum's this five foot. She's Italian. I get Five it. foot Italian lady. She's gorgeous. Basically yelled the shit out of them. Goes, we got private health insurance. Where the fuck is the doctor? Oh, you have private health insurance. They put me in an ambulance. I went to a private hospital. Yeah. And as soon as I got there, the surgeon walked in and said, well... Have something to eat tonight because tomorrow morning this will be your last meal for you. And we we'll, do the surgery. We we'll do the surgery morning. tomorrow morning, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. Complete one eighty. Yeah, and it was all covered, obviously, by private health insurance. The next time I went straight to the emergency room of a private hospital, mm-hmm. I got seen, and they drove me back to the hospital where I had my first surgery. Yeah, because I broke my leg twice, and the first thing that happened was my doctor, my doctor who did the first surgery, came and said. Oh, hello again. And I went, ah, I'm having a good time. <laughs> I'm putting your kids through college. Um, my kids, well, you know, she's probably can do it twice, twice over. No, but, that's what I say. If you can afford private health insurance, just, you just got to do it. Just, just, um, you know, like public health. I understand it. It's, it's a necessity, but I feel like if I've got private health insurance, why? I'm not, I shouldn't be paying too much into the system. It's a bit ridiculous, but that's a, another thing altogether. Uh, another driving story, nice quick one. Man wants the town to pay for damage on his lowered car after driving over speed bumps. <laughs> Where do you think this is? <laughs> Which country do you think is this is? Is this Australia? Oh, I wish it was. It's actually in, it's in London. So there you go. So man spent $3,000 to lower his car suspension. Which is like five thousand Australian dollars, and he can't get over speed humps. So he's just up his case. Twenty three years old, and he learnt the hard way. He spent about four grand um, lowering his car, and now he cannot drive over his lo- his um, speed bumps in his local town. And that. Now, if you spent four thousand Australian dollars on lowering your car, if that was something you wanted to do, Kieran, what type of car would you first have? What would you spend four thousand? dollars on mm-hmm. to lower the lower the vehicle in the suspension what type of car would you have i would have like a fucking four-wheel drive that's weighty i'd have a monster truck and go yeah. that's why i need to lower it yeah exactly right but if you had to have like a, a car you could drive on the road <laughs> what no. would you have i i don't know what what i drive now yeah a, a lancer yeah i just want a car that works so you wouldn't you wouldn't lower a volkswagen passat <laughs> is that a volkswagen polo no, it's like the the station wagony version of it. Oh my! God. So this guy spent four grand to lower this car, which is probably worth maybe ten to twelve grand second hand, obviously. And um, yeah, he can't get over the speed bumps now. And he said that he's a fucking idiot by lowering his car. He can't drive over this speed hump, so he has to go the long way around to everywhere. And he goes. It's an extra 30 miles a day, an extra 150 miles a week, 600 miles a month, 7,000 miles in a year, all because the speed bumps are far too high. And he's already experienced $2,500, and he stated that it was discrimination. I feel discriminated against because I'm driving a modified car. Because he fucking car. chose to yeah. do it. Uh, it's lowered, so it's four inches off the road. I'm being denied the right to drive on these roads. <laughs> He's an idiot. Can you imagine? Discrimination is when you've got no control. Yeah, I know. He's no got complete control. control. Low, uh, raise the tires in your car. I can understand. It's like these goes back to my fifty, you know, 50, seventy year old um, laws that we have in set around, like with speed limits yeah. and stuff like that. Obviously, back then cars were a bit higher off the ground. But Jesus Christ, it's like you know what? You spent four grand on your car. The two thousand, another two and a half grand to get it fixed from not being able to go over speed humps and then taking them to court. You know what? I would just say, you know what? Sell the car, buy another dirt cheap car and just 
Go over the speed humps in the, or get a four-wheel drive. I'd love to be that lawyer. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Yeah, I know. I know. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. You can't win. Cha-ching. <laughs> we'll try. Cha-ching, we'll try. Yeah. Uh, speaking of stupid, <laughs> owners of Kentucky's Noah's Ark attraction are suing flooding damage. fantastic Fantastic. it may seem a bit ironic but the owners of Kentucky's Noah Ark attraction are suing their insurers over damage to cause by flooding in a federal lawsuit the owners of Ark Encounter are asking for one million dollar settlement after the attraction's insurers uh, in Switzerland um, refused to cover damage after heavy rains in 2017 and 18 (laughs) caused a landslide on its access road Opened in 2016, the 510-foot-long wooden arc has been a popular attraction <laughs> in Williamstown, Kentucky. <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, I'm gonna, I feel for some insurance companies sometimes, right? <laughs> They're just like, it's an act of God. Yeah, an act of God. Can you imagine? No, can you... Uh, like, you know, most people go, yeah, I'm going to insure my house. going to insure my business. Yeah. My assets. Yeah. Whatever. And then someone, some fucker comes in and goes, I'm building a fucking ark. <laughs> I'm building an ark. It's a, I need you to insure it. <laughs> can, what, like, what? An ark that can float in a flood? Yeah, potentially. Potentially is a, is a sort of a sort of thing. I read something, I was watching something recently and it said, um, talking about the ark and how the animals were meant to go in. Yeah. And apparently, like God said to Noah, hey, you're going to have two of every animal on earth. And apparently, it's like Genesis 7 2 or something like that. I was, had a bit of a thing. But apparently, God said, and I was like to him, God, there's no way I can get two of each animal on earth. That's it. Like, it's crazy. The earth is huge. It's that. And God said, Well, guess what? Instead of two of each animal, you have to get seven. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, that's a real Bible thing. And really? I'm like, that's a, yeah, yeah. So, like Genesis 7 2. Check it out. Something like that. I can't remember exactly, but funny. I was like, that's like, that's nihilistic. <laughs> that is a, that is a. That's a, ven- that's, that's a, that's a love, love, loving God. There's definitely a difference between gods between the Old Testament and the New Testament. <laughs> There's a big jump in, in the, what was, we want. I was talking to my students about schizophrenia, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and, um. What's, talk- what's the difference between that and religion? Well, we're talking about schizophrenia <laughs> and then I made, I couldn't help myself and I'm like, so what if Jesus was schizophrenic and we've just followed <laughs> for 2,000 years a schizophrenic? That's a, doesn't mean a schizophrenic <laughs> doesn't have good ideas. <laughs> it just means that he's schizophrenic. Oh, they just they looked at me and like, I can't believe you just said that. Exactly. And I was like, nah, I'll have tenure soon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, you got so, any more articles or do you nah, want to... I am I am done. I think I'm sort of done too. I was sort of I thought I'd be a bit flat this episode. We did too much politics talk. No politics talk next week. Only shitty articles and, and yelling about crap, I think, next week. Well, politics is over for, you know, three more three more years. That's very true. That's very true. And no, and definitely no talks about abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard too many shitty arguments, both sides of the, the camp, and now on, I don't care. Do whatever you want. But, Kira, thank you for another fantastic episode of the show. It's always a pleasure to have you in the studio. And uh, for all you lovely wankers out there, for all your needs, please check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Make sure to tell a friend. We want to get these sort of... We're uh, going to push up the podcast. Oh, and I've got to fun. plug something. Oh, yeah, plug it, plug it. A good dear friend of mine has started her own business. It's called Jess and Kieran's Wacky Dog Grooming Business. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I think it's probably just called cool. no, no, Jesse's no. dog grooming business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you need Name a pending. dog groomed, message email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail, and in that you can also include some hate mail, death threats, or a rant. We're happy to take that, and uh, if you want your dog groomed, let us know as well. Kieran, thank you fant- uh, so much for another fantastic episode, and all you lovely wankers out there. We will see you next Thursday. <laughs>
felt rough that episode. No, I thought you were good. Ugh, I thought you were rough. good. I thought rough. I think too much politics. Maybe that's why. I knew that I'd come in and I'd be a swing with politics. I thought I'd bring in, in stories about driving. <laughs> like, that was my... That was the offset, you know? <sighs> Stupid sometimes. Meh. I think last... Did you listen to the um, last episode, number 62? With, um... Aka, saka, 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 saka. No, with you. With you. No. Just, it was, um... Remember at the end we were talking? Yeah. And he said, oh, you're going to put this at the start? I put it at the start. 